It's time for the Little Agency That Roars podcast, a podcast that connects you with talented and brilliant people. And that's all of us. We are available wherever you stream your podcast, so go ahead and find us and subscribe. I'm your host, Michael Fasoni, and let's get started. We sound good? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nick, you feeling good? Yeah, feel great. All right, good. <laughs> I'm sitting here with Nick Kagan. Hi, how's it going? How you doing? Good timing on that can open. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Had to wait for that one. Thanks for coming by, man. Yeah, anytime. It's been a while since we've seen each other. It has, seriously. Um, you, however, were one of the very first people that made the short list, not to brag, oh, on you, um, thank that you. we wanted to have on the podcast. You and I have known each other a long time. Yes. It's, uh, are, are we edging up to almost like a, was it seven, eight years? It's got to be more than that. I know I, it was before college for me. Let, me. let me ask you this. How old are you? I'm 29 now. I feel like when we met, you weren't legal yet. You were 21. That's true. I couldn't drink. Because, and I couldn't write you a check, I think. <laughs> Is that correct? I think you're absolutely right. Okay, that's what I. That's how I. That's how I remember the story. I, I know. I, I think you're totally right. I was introduced goes. to you by John Peake. Yes, who was a great man, awesome dude. Um, John Peake. I hope you hear this. I know. You, I think you're out on the West Coast again. Um, he introduced us, and the way Nick Kagan was described to me was a self-taught prodigy. And then I met him. And you are. Well, that's very kind. Thank you. <laughs> um, you were a teenager. If we, let's just say we met when you were eighteen. When did you start teaching yourself? Let's just first of all, Nick Kagan is an. I'm going to call you an animator. We'll get into your job title and your current job later, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, but I would call you an animator. Yeah. Okay. When did you start teaching yourself how to animate? Because you are self-taught, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, self-taught, and then uh, later I ended up, uh, I think like a couple years after that, I ended up going to college a little bit after that, but I was already in the industry for a while. But uh, I think I got into it maybe, I think I was 17. I always had an interest in film, but I uh, was able to, I was still in high school when I was uh, teaching myself, trying to get like my first gig and everything. Mm-hmm. So. And you were using YouTube tutorials yes. to teach yourself which programs? Um, the first programs that I wanted to really get into were the Adobe collection. So that's Photoshop, After Effects, and thankfully, um, even in like 2014 or so, YouTube was abundant with people, uh, trying to teach you anything. And so I was like, okay, I'll just start making notes now. And then you taught yourself simple animation and then... I guess it, at the point I met you, you were already really proficient. Yes. Um, I, th- I think I, I started really, really simple. My, it, it all started because uh, my friend was, uh, I was trying to get into film in any way I could when I was in high school. And so I would be trying to meet people's parents who were kind of in the film industry. <laughs> so I would, uh, I'd be asking them a thousand questions, being like, can I go on set with you? I worked with like a, a photography business and people that made some commercials. And um, I just kept asking questions and they're all saying, they're like, yeah, you got to learn After Effects. You have to learn Adobe. And so I, th- uh, it was my friend, uh, Mark Hadusky. 
he ended up getting me the software and I think he, he had it himself somehow. And I just sat down for a whole summer, um, in my basement and just did nothing but do tutorials from A to Z. Um, and it was, uh, it was through a site called video copilot and it's a guy named Andrew Kramer who does like the lightsaber effects for star Wars. He worked with JJ Abrams. He's done great kind of special effects And he had like a hundred part YouTube series for free that just taught you every single effect in the book. And I just sat for a whole summer and did nothing but tutorials. How long was that? How long was his tutorial? Each one probably was like 30 minutes long. But of course they'd go a lot longer because you have to keep pausing and trying to do it yourself. Okay. But he would teach like how to do like... Uh, if you're going to do a car commercial, how do you do like the 3D words to sell stuff? Or how do you do like graffiti? Or how do you just do like electrical particles? Or just they're, they're very random, but um, doing like a hundred of them, um, so many, it end up you kind of get the basis skills, the, the core of everything. So that literally taught you how to, to do what you're doing now. It, it taught me enough to get my first like gig. Which I was really happy. What about. was it, your yeah. first gig? I think the first thing was with uh, was John was John Peak. Um, okay. And doing some uh, graphics with him. Mm-hmm. And so I, I knew enough where I could like hit the ground and make some sparkly special effects. And I was like, I'll learn the rest later. But um, yeah, a lot of that was um, came from just sitting down that summer and just like turning off my social life and just learning from A to Z. I remember shortly after that, you animated our Carpet Corner logo. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think, um, you know, it was a paid gig. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I remember you saying that was the first time your parents understood what you did. Yes. Because it, they could see your work on TV, you know. Um, you said before that, they didn't really understand what spending hours in the basement and on a computer meant until it saw it materialize in front of them in a retail ad. Yeah, that was a, that, that was a really fun moment because there was a lot where they're like, okay, so you're into video games or you're doing like movies. You know this is the Midwest. Like we, we don't have movies. And, and they're like, are you going to go to California or something? I was like, no, 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 no. I, I can make this work. I can, I can figure out something. And then, yeah, when I, when I did that first commercial and they saw it on TV, it was very much like, okay, like you have a goal, you have like a drive, you, you can work your skills into something. Um, Cause there's so many college students and so many people that just kind of in a, broad stroke say like I'll work for Disney and it's like what is, I don't know what that means like you're going to be an animator and it's like it's hard to make that applicable so um, getting to uh, it, it was a real blessing getting to work in the uh, commercial field because commercials it's so quick turnaround and you could really see how your work can be applied mm-hmm. and um, I actually uh, I, I loved working uh, with commercials because of how quick it was um, and how fast you could see your stuff, your final product. And, uh, yeah, my, then, then my dad finally was like, oh, okay, I think we get it. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to let this one go. <laughs> He's, my son's going to be very successful. <laughs> and let's stay on the commercial route, if you don't mind. Because, obviously, sure. um, as, you, as you and I both know, mm-hmm. I've, pushed you, I've pushed you upon everyone that I can. <laughs> yeah. When I feel that there's an opening or a slide opening or anyone can remotely use you, I've obviously handed out your information. Um, yes, and I've been very thankful for that. <laughs> hey, buddy. I mean, you know, that's I think that's what people for, for you know, and it's um, so anyway, you 
you know, I introduced you to um, Mike Wanch. Yes. You know, one of the owners at Outpost Worldwide. And, and I know that's where you were working and doing commercial work. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you because I didn't think about this. And you said you liked it. And I get it because it's, it is a fast pace. But it can also be demanding. Oh, for sure. How frustrating is it when you've done the spot and you've been promised one revision and then literally I email you or Tim emails you over here and says, you know, okay, now we have to make it purple and change the number to 12. I mean, you know, go ahead and just say, you know, you can be honest. This is where the blessing comes from to save your work frequently in many iterations. Cause there's been times we've gone back and forth on stuff. No. Um, And so I've like, I'm like, okay, save version 12, make a note. This one's going to be this color. We will be back here. (laughs) So they say they don't want it. But save it, they do. So just like anybody in the business, know your client. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We know if a son is going to be calling soon and want Vision Three back. Yes. <laughs> oh, the, the hardest, the, the heartbreak, and I think every like animator will will say is the absolute heartbreak is when you have a, a great idea. And it's like, yeah, but the client wants this, and you're like. Fine, give them the dumb version, I guess. <laughs> like there, there's yeah, so many great that. ideas, and they're like, "Yeah, the the client that that was uh, looking at, they they don't understand what you're doing, so they just just make it this color, <laughs> right?" You're like, "Fine, don't fall in love with your work." But I was really, really, really excited. I had been pitching you for a few years um, to to that to outpost. Yes, and. Um, they finally bit off and interviewed you, and and I remember Mike would talk to me like, "This guy's amazing, you know. <laughs> he's just he's way good. You're way fast, and again, you're for your age, you're so ahead. Um, you have such an amazing future, and we haven't even touched on that yet. But um, again, okay, so self-taught YouTube, yes, extremely young, you know, just kind of doing odd jobs for people like me, mm-hmm. um, making money here and there. And you did go to school. Um, so what happened is, uh, I was self-taught enough and I was able to get clients to do commercials, but my passion of what I really wanted to start angling myself towards, because the, the subject of being an animator is so broad, it, there's so many categories. I really wanted to go into 3d and I got to a point where, um, I was really competing against people that were so far above what my knowledge base was. And I found out that uh, Johnson County Community College uh, had this game arts degree. And I looked into the teachers, and they had, like, one of the teachers worked on Transformers and uh, one of the Spider-Man movies. And I was like, I, especially since it's community college, uh, like, prices, I'm like, I I need to, like, talk to these people and um, learn a whole lot more than I do. Because understanding... Things like After Effects or Photoshop where you're like kind of manipulating images. That's one thing where my brain gets it. But 3D was, uh, it was so daunting. It was so, there's so much more math and technical side to it that um, I was like, after a while on the side, I needed formal training in that. And so I still had my commercial work, but on the side, I was learning that so that one day I could transition to be a 3D artist. Okay. Okay. Is the technical aspect... It seems like that would be more first nature to you, or is it not? Is it more the creative aspect, or am I confusing the two? Elements of it um, do jive with me well, but they're, I think uh, 3D is still such an emerging technology. I know we've had it since in like Industrial Light and Magic in the 90s, but um, 
there's so many gray areas that I don't know. Like if, if you search 3D online, you're going to get like 20 different software packages. Uh, there's Blender, Lightwave, Maya, 3ds Max. You're like, where do I start? And if I pick the wrong one, am I just not going to get a job? Um, there's different methods of doing 3D that aren't that that don't like mess or uh, mix with each other. And I just had so many questions. It was it was a totally different world for me. And I think it's because the people that I was able to um, at a young age, kind of talk with and get mentored by, they lived in the Adobe After Effects world. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get an early grasp on that. Mm-hmm. But 3D was still like magic to yeah. me. Well, and there's not a lot of people that can do it. Yes. Especially in Kansas City. Take take the pool of animators. Take whatever you think that is, and 20 or 10% of that is going to be 3D. It's that, way smaller. That sounds about right. So I was I just felt like out of my depth, and I was like, I just want formal training on that. And by the way, you're the second person. We had uh, Jim McCullough on here mm. who owns uh, uh, Ignition uh, FX. There's Ignition Studios. Ignition FX. FX. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he said the same, did the same thing. He shouted out JCCC. Yep. It's like, and he kind of said the same, you know, they have the, the pedigree of those teachers is amazing. It's bizarre. So it, he goes, like, how I got a, great yeah, it is. I got a first-rate education at a community college price. We had KU students and K-State students coming to JUCO because they, they okay. feel like they did not get the right education in 3D. Or uh, at least those colleges were more what they thought they would go into digital. Uh, they learned more traditional art. And okay. they said that we want more of that like hands-on like video game stuff. And that's what JUCO thrived in. And I think uh, Jeffrey Byers led that department and it has been... Uh, it's one of the best things, choices I made was to, to go to that college. That's, uh, I mean, it's not ironic, but it's pretty cool that two people have shouted out um, that exact program. So kudos to JCCC, whatever you guys are doing. <laughs> you guys are doing something right, man. Um, right on. Uh, so uh, speaking of, of Jim, he has this kind of a style. And we talked about how he arrived at his style. Mm-hmm. Would you say you have a style? Uh, or would you say it's just you, you, you like doing 3D and you'll kind of adapt to whatever? I think I like uh, loud and gaudy. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, uh, definitely working in commercials, I, I, I well. kept leaning to make it as bright and sparkly <laughs> and make it 3D, make it big. That's make retail it, for you. Yeah. Primary colors. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, it, it, it's after I kind of started uh, leaving the commercial field, uh, I had to kept kept catching myself because I was like everything I do is is obnoxiously oversaturated <laughs> I have no subtlety in my work <laughs> and now with the work that I'm doing I have to be like mute every color I have because I start at such a, a high peak but uh yeah I, I think uh uh I, I I work in a very bright <laughs> bright palette for better or worse uh, <laughs> but but like and I'd say this to actors and actors know this it's easier to come down than it is to bring yourself mm-hmm. up so is it easier to tone yourself down as an animator than it is to tone up because not everyone can pump up that's true um it's everybody can be brought down everyone can say hey calm down you know let's or bring it down or tone it down not so not so bright I think that's true. Yeah, it's it's easier to subtract than it is to ever uh, add things. If a client says, "I just don't want these these elements you have in here," you just have to like turn off that layer. Compared to be like, "Hey, uh, I think you could do better," <laughs> and I think you need right. to add some stuff. Yeah. So. so tell me, let's talk about where you're currently working mm-hmm. and what you're currently doing. Where are you currently now? Uh, I work at Trendy Animation. Okay, and where are they? That is in Corporate Woods. Okay. Um, 
It's I, what is it like a thirty minute drive from here? Yeah, it's about. not too bad. What building? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Cumulus just moved over there broadcasting. Really? I just saw their new studios. I'd have to look. Anyway, I forget what building number matter. it is. What's your title? So I am a uh, 3D animator. Okay. Uh, pr- uh, generalist. Okay. Which is fun. And uh, the main thing that uh, we do that we're really happy with is that we work on the TV show Archer, which uh, has been a wonderful blessing. It's been like uh, super fun to get to work on something like that. Especially something so much fun that's like a spy thriller. So, this is just the beginning of that conversation, by the way. So <laughs> here we go. Um, because when I heard that you had moved over to Trinity um, for that reason, I was way stoked. <laughs> I mean, again, you know, as you're like your biggest fan, you know, uh, when you use my, I want to use the right words here. Um, selling you out, soliciting you to, you know, outpost. I even got you to, uh, you even worked for my buddy PJ at one point. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. That's <laughs> working. For, that's that's right. true. I even, that's I, the closest I, I ever got to sports. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking notes. I was like, fumble. All right, write that down. That's important. <laughs> he had a good studio, though. Yes, he did. I mean, that was a know, great environment. And to had work a good in. green screen. Was yep. it really? Yeah, no, it was, it was super fun. Um, you want to talk about what you want to talk about what you did for, uh, yeah, um, so uh, he, he owned the company Stat Kings, which um, uh, for a short time, I, I don't think I worked there very long. It might have been a summer or a year. Yeah, it wasn't but long. It wasn't too long, but uh, it, it was so fun because he wanted to advertise to his customers of uh-huh. all the new kind of uh, deals. Uh, I think it went under the category of like uh, sports betting. I think that's... It was fantasy. The, fantasy, that's Fantasy it. was still emerging, and then yeah. the big dogs came in and... Yes. Anyway, you know, um, but he had a local version of it, not local, but he had a version of it he developed here, obviously, and you worked on some of the assets. Right. But again, that's another instance where I was just like, you have to hire this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use me. Just hire him and bring him in house. You're going to love him. Yeah. Um, yeah. It did a, a ton of uh, what, I, what I really loved about that job is because is that he would just come up with crazy ideas. He's like, I want a purple car, make it a Corvette, fly into a, uh, make it go into a sports arena and then have fireworks shoot off. And I'm like, I'm glad I'm working here today. <laughs> I will make that here. Give me, give me 10 minutes in Maya. I'm going to make design. <laughs> give me 10 minutes in Maya. <laughs> I, I'm going to get some assets and I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> uh, it was really fun. I need to get him on here. Okay. So you're over at Trinity. Yes. And I hear you're working on Archer. I'm like, okay, this is amazing. Um, I think a lot of people know who this sh- what the show is. If they don't, go ahead and explain what Archer is. Um, Archer is a kind of 1960s spy parody cartoon. It shows on uh, Fox, and I think it shows alongside with Family Guy Simpsons. It's kind of that animation block. and uh, Also streamed. Also streamed, yes, that's you true. You can get it on your streamers. <laughs> That's true. I'm I'm still in the old days of, of television. I gotta think about that. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's kind of. I, I always thought of it like a classier Austin Powers, where it's lampooning uh, like the James Bond kind of parody uh, spoof, and it's on its thirteenth season now. Um, and it's it's a very <laughs> satirical take on that kind of genre, um, and. 
Sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. No, that's okay. <laughs> if I had a guess, I would have guessed maybe half of that amount of seasons. And I think that's really important to mention because um, uh, that show has to have somehow... To work on a show like that means you're at a certain caliber. Yes. <laughs> I, it, I'm, assu- it, I'm pre-assuming. No, no, you're right. There, Not there definitely- everyone gets to work on that show. Yes, it, and it, it, it was very aggressive. I would put that, sorry, sorry to interrupt, okay. I would put that up there with Simpsons, and be, because literally, what lasts 13 years as an animated series? You know, other than, you know, Bob's, uh, was it Bob's Burgers? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of those type of things. So I think it really shows, again, you just keep leveling up, no pun intended. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it kind of, it was a thing where uh, I, f- I feel like I was in a season of being very competitive of trying to get it. And um, when it finally went through, uh, my wife and I, we were, we were just overjoyed. We were so blessed. Like, this is something that, that she could even tell that I want for a long time. Because making commercials pays the bills and everything, but she's always known that my heart has been for entertainment. And I've always tried to, I would even make, like, little fan films with my friends and everything. Like, I, entertainment was always such a an art that I wanted to make. And now like we're super, so happy that we have it, especially her because I, I wanted, um, I, I kind of threw the whole kitchen sink out and I was like, I'm ready to do anything. I'll go to California. I'll go to Canada. I'll, I'll work like wherever they need. And she wanted to stay closer to her family. And then this opportunity came up and it's just been a blessing for us. How did it come up? Um, networking, <laughs> networking has been a, a very good help for me. Uh, Trinity has had, for, their, for animators, they would throw little um, kind of meeting pizza parties, where you, like a meet and greet. And you get to meet animators and you get to talk and ask questions. They would show off new software, what new updates. And, and anyone I, can go? Anyone can go. Okay. Uh, okay. And I made sure to have it on my calendar. I went to every single meeting that they had. I shook hands with all the animators and tried to get as much information as I could. And then learning of what they do, like the whole nitty-gritty of what they make at Trinity, I then made my demo reel specifically off of what they make at Trinity. So I'm like, if you guys do medical animations, I'm going to start learning medical animations. And then I'll put that on my demo reel. I think every one person needs to hear what you just said, and I want you to repeat it. You met every person in the room, you shook their hand, and you did what? Repeat that, because that's what any young person (laughs) or any person who wants to level themselves up and do something, that's the type of hard work and perseverance they need. Right. Um... My, my main goal of what I do is that I, I enjoy making certain art, I'm, I enjoy making certain pieces, but I know that that's not going to pay the bills. When I meet the people that I want to become, I see what they're making, and then I will try to, especially if, if I think of them as a future employer, I try to mimic what they make. So if they make architecture, I will start making architecture, because people that are hiring are most likely going to be looking for products that it makes it very easy for them to see you as a future uh, employed worker for them if you're already making products like them. What a brilliant mindset. Get close to the people you want to be like. Learn what they're doing and do it. I mean, that wasn't really it, but kind of. I mean, that's that's brilliant. And I've been doing that since like since I met you. Uh, I think one of the first times I met you was at the... Uh, was was at your uh, toys for toddies? Was it Christmas? I think the okay. Christmas party at the Boulevardia. 
Um, I think that okay. was, and that's when when it was revealed that I couldn't drink because I was like seventeen. That's right. I think that was it because you're like, hey, you want a beer? And I was like, that's I right. Can't. You weren't even supposed to be in the venue. No. <laughs> but if you see if you wear a name badge or carry in camera equipment, you can get in anywhere. Well, whatever. That's <laughs> beside the point. But yeah, you're, I think you're. Yeah, that's exactly right. And once I once I met you and, and you I, walked around the entire place, I didn't forget it because I said I told you walk around, introduce yourself to people, you know, because I didn't have time to sit there and mm-hmm. be captive with just you. And I remember like 45 minutes later, you came up to me and you literally said, well, I think I met everyone and I shook their hands and I said <laughs> hi. And I thought, he's being serious. Like you literally did. Yep. It was, uh, and, and I, I, I specifically asked them like what their work was because <laughs> I wanted, because I viewed that all these people could be uh, partners or future employers. I'm like, I want to know what are people actually doing? Not in my head of like what I wanted to do. And one of what, them was there. I, yes, that's true. <laughs> He didn't know it at the time. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Future. Yeah. Uh, spoiler yeah. alerts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's really cool. That's really cool. What's uh, Can you talk about what you do on Archer? Sure. Um, yeah, we can. Uh, I can talk about any episode that's already aired. Uh, my main uh, job that we do at Trinity is that we build the backgrounds. So uh, we do all the sets and coloring for them. Okay. So if, if Archer goes to Rome... Or if Archer goes to to Italy, we will design the sets that he's going to walk on. Um, and it's it's easy if you watch the show. You can you can kind of tell there's cartoon characters kind of standing on backgrounds, um, and the backgrounds um, are actually 3D, and we we color them to make it look like they're cartoon. So we draw outlines on them and everything. But we it, it makes it really easy for their animators to not worry about too much stuff. That the sets are actually 3D. You could just move the camera angle and then do that instead of hiring someone to, that has to like redraw the whole set. Oh, cool! So if you want to do a close up of the desk and change the angle, you don't have to redraw that. We'll just move the camera and get you a render, and then we'll kind of uh, do a tune pass and make it look like a cartoon. Oh, that's cool. So. Where's the? Um, excuse me. Excuse me. That's my Lacroix. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Lacroix. Lacroix, sparkling essence water. All the flavor, no calories. Lacroix sparkles, so you don't have to. I just heard that the, was free Lacroix. <laughs> um, I just heard the, the the check cash right there. Yeah, I heard the ching. <laughs> that was a, that was a free one. Um, they were out of the Coca Cola, so I had to settle for this guava something flavor. Mm. Um, where did the foregrounds come from? Like the the characters uh-huh. or. Um, the characters get animated in Georgia by okay. Floyd County. They they handle all of by whom? that. Uh, Floyd County is the parent company that makes Archer. Okay. And then they uh, hire us out, and we make the backgrounds for them. Okay. Uh, but their people will draw the storyboards. They'll draw the kind of reference, and then they give it to us. And we are we have a time limit where we got to convert that and turn that into a whole three D scene, and we'll build everything from. The, the pottery in the background to the vehicles to everything to, to build that scene that they want. What are your turn times? Are they as fast as are they fast? They're very, you know, yeah, they're, um, we, we don't waste time. That's for sure. We, we have to get them out, um, pretty like, uh, on the nose. It, it's, it's actually kind of crazy to me sometimes where, uh, I think like last season we were working on, one of the last episodes and then <laughs> only like a month or something. Like it was super fast. I was like, I was seeing previews for it and I was like, Oh my gosh, my head's spinning at that, <laughs> that they were able to like make that so quick. They're, they're, well, that's, they're that, so quick. That's my next question is where, where I wanted to go is, uh, what's the, um, 
how far apart is what you're working on now to it airing? A month, three months, six months. I would I would have to check. This is my uh, this is my second season I work on, so I don't have as as clear as a, a guide of how it okay. usually goes. But I, I think it might be three months or so. Okay, but I'd have to double check it on a show like on a big show like that on a big production like that. Does it flex? Um, or is it pretty? Is it pretty pretty scheduled? You know, every forty five days we get this from Georgia, and you know this. They has to they be... have they have a pretty uh, strict uh, times where they're, but it's it's generous. Where like we'll get all these boards for an episode, and they're like, you have two months, and they'll they'll put the date. They're like, get out then, and that's more than enough. But that's um, it, it gives us enough wiggle room if they add shots or. If they start going a different direction, if something were to come up uh, with the show, but um, yeah, we we know from the very beginning when our due date is. And is there a lot of back and forth, or do they have people here in Kansas City and vice versa? So that they're um, we communicate mostly with them on email, but they are very efficient and they get back to us. They're they're working on the ball at all times. So if we have questions, there, there's a lot where like they'll give us concept art, and um, I might have questions on like oh i don't know what this is supposed to be can you guys get it and within like an hour they have answers for us and reference photos nice so we don't there's no time wasted nice it's it's been really cool working with them because i've got to see how efficient of a system they have Uh, efficient and broad where i know that like we're not the only group they're working with a lot of people there's so many cooks in the kitchen but being on their 13th season they're so uh clean in the process is this their only product? Do they have others? I think they do have others. I, I knew for... Uh, I think they did the show uh, Hitmonkey, which was a Marvel show. I don't know if that is in a second season right now, but I know that they were working on that for a while, and that aired... Um, I think that might aired on Fox. I'm not sure. But I know that they're, they were doing that superhero show. Okay. I don't know how much other crossover of other... Pro- Excuse me. See, <laughs> of, uh, you have it too. Yeah. He doesn't. He's not drinking Lacroix. <laughs> Again, this podcast is brought to you by Lacroix. Lacroix sparkles, so you don't have to. But um, I don't. I don't know uh, all the other projects except for Hit Monkey that they're working on. Okay, is Trinity working on other projects? Or yeah, is... we have uh, many. Cli- we have a, a lot of clients <clears throat> that they've had built up over the years. Um. A lot of architecture, medical animations, not all uh, in the entertainment world. So um, it's it's kind of a nice break because as fun as Archer is, it's um, it's it's a lot of like building sets. And then we have other clients that come in that really challenge me and uh, asks us to do a lot of other things, um, especially doing medical animations, which are you can imagine like showing the insides of bodies and it's more fluid and there's a lot more effects going on. I was going to ask, is this for B2B or like when I watch a commercial and they show the pill going down my throat into my stomach? It's, it's more the, the latter. Um, a lot of it is, is for training for like doctors to show like how to do certain procedures or showing like, Oh, when, uh, for this type of incision, we'll go here and there's where the, um, you're going to make this insertion. Um, so I think it's more educational for people, but, um, I don't know how much of it shows if it, if it shows on TV, it might be for in-house. Makes sense. 
It's interesting what we learn in our industry, isn't it? <laughs> or through our jobs. Or... Yeah, we had a one of one of the animators uh, there. Uh, it was funny. They're like, he's he's not certified, and he has never gone to he's never gone to medical school. But if somebody has a heart attack, he'll he'll know how to help them because he's done so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I know exactly what's going on here. He's like, I spent I spent a decade doing all these medical animations. I'm I'm basically a doctor. <laughs> What's your uh, what's easiest for you? That's a good question. You know, when I get the opportunity, going back to uh, relying on what I was always good at doing After Effects and doing uh, motion graphics for television has always been my bread and butter. It doesn't come up that much anymore um, at Trinity. It's predominantly 3D, but when it happens, um, everybody knows that I'm like the Adobe After Effects and Photoshop guy. Oh, really? You're the go-to? Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, yeah, there's a client. They want the, like they want sparklers <laughs> in the background. They want big letters, and they, they want you to do this stuff on this video footage. We don't hear. Give it to Kagan. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll take that. They'll have it done over lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's a nice relief um, because even though uh, I've been doing 3D for a while now, it's still something that's very challenging to me. There's still lots of rules. There's lots. I have notepads upon notepads of like procedures and things um, because of how technical 3D is. And so it's it's always nice to jump back. And uh, when it comes to doing like motion graphics for commercials and things, it's more of an art. You can fudge everything. And it's like, oh, you don't like that? Uh, just put a high contrast filter, put some sparkles on it. Like you can still, it's more fluid where you can get away with fudging the details in 3d if something doesn't work it's broken and it, it you can tell it's broken and your your computer's going to shut down real quick <laughs> interesting really it's um like like in video games if you ever seen like some some of those horror shows that that come out from glitches and everything if the maps aren't showing right in the character's face and all of a sudden their, their skin disappears you just see like eyeballs and uh-huh. teeth or something like that like the, there's no way you can recover from that in in motion graphics and like Photoshop and After Effects. If something goes wrong, you can you can cover up so many details with nice blotches of paint and special effects and stock footage, and you can you can still. I I think of it still like it's painting where, you you there's no technical right or wrong. It's just if it looks nice, and that's always something I've enjoyed because there's more freedom in that. That makes sense. There's no hiding. Right. Interesting. Interesting. So what's the, the next, or is there a next challenge for you? Like you said, you really wanted to get into 3D. You're in 3D. Mm-hmm. Is there something beyond 3D? Oh, there's... Because you're always challenging yourself. That's true. There's a, this, this scary, ominous like thing hanging over all of us right now is definitely uh, AI. <laughs> Which we're all we're all uh, wondering if if that'll take our jobs or whatever, um, and then like VR and and augmented reality and stuff like that. But there's a lot of new technologies coming, out, especially AI. Like um, there's a lot of these programs that I could work a whole day in Photoshop, and then but but an AI simulator is able to like create what I want from just typing something so quickly, and it's trying to see if that if that's going to be the future. If that is that going to be a tool. Whoa, this is new to me. <laughs> um, did you know about this? You did? Tim knows. Um, so artificial intelligence... Making art. Ba- based on just simple code can 
replace hours worth of work, your work. In, in a way, I think potentially, yes. It's still like this is still like it's so new that we're all kind of like getting daily updates on trying to figure out what, what is happening. But um, it seems like this doesn't this happen every like 15 years? Um, seems like a new technology comes out, everyone thinks they're gonna go like the way of the dinosaur, right? And then it becomes a tool or right. it becomes something else. Like, I, I like when 3D came out for Jurassic Park. I forgot if it's Phil Tippett, um, who was the special effects designer, but he said, like, we're extinct because <laughs> all he did is puppets. And and oh. then after Jurassic Park, it was an explosion of jobs um, uh, in 3D in 3D world. They thought it would replace them, but it, it ended up creating more. But, man, I don't know. Even even knowing that history, I still kind of get a little freaked out. Uh, essentially what, what AI can do, and there's a lot of them. I think there's, uh, there's Dolly 2, there's Google made one. Um, there's a lot of companies kind of working on it, but it's uh, inputting simple words, um, describing whatever you want, and then it will output six or seven images um, that it thinks you want. And usually most of them are garbage, but for concept art, like if you just want to get a look or something, I feel like it could be very, very valuable. And I just don't know how that fits into the future, and it's something that I think a lot of us kind of think about, where we're like, how does that fit with us? can it do some of the jobs that we're doing or is it just a fad? Wow. I kind of wish I knew about that so I could ask more questions. Um, can you tell me more kind of what, you know, sure. Um, what, what are you guys talking about? You say you're watching things daily. Yeah. There there's, what are you course. watching? Are you watching, are you watching a social channel? Are you getting uh, trade, sites that you read or there's a I, I get emails from uh the companies that make these ais they'll put up like updates and then okay. there's there's a lot of like uh small youtube channels that will um talk about tech um that's coming out and it kind of specializes in ai um and there's i think like what the huffington post constantly i think writes a lot of articles about them so it shows up in our newsfeed, like like everything with social media. Once you like latch onto something, being like, "I like the color green," your whole feed is green right, for the next right. month, and you're like, "Well, I didn't want that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, that that is definitely the challenge, though. I'm not. I don't know. I I think about it a lot, but I don't know. Um, it seems like every time a new technology gets invented, uh, more artists get jobs. And it opens up like there's there's more people working in like uh, in 3D now than there was uh, 10 years ago because of uh, people I heard from a lot when Blender was starting to become a thing, which is a 3D software, but it's free. It's open source. The code is free for anyone. Um, I heard a lot of people kind of scoff at it saying like, oh, well, this is going to put 3D artists out of work because now it's not going to be elitist. And on the contrary, um, it got people so passionate about it. They shared all their secrets and there's now a million YouTube uh, tutorials about it that now more like kids are getting into it and they're becoming like a hobby and now there's thousands and thousands of new people getting involved and wanting to become it you act like that's weird you were a kid <laughs> <laughs> doing the exact same thing <laughs> i pretend i wasn't <laughs> oh man um i had no idea that ai was uh getting into the creative business oh it's every, every day it's like a new 1984 like horror story i mean i like. saw that you painted the mona lisa recently or something really or, or not what, what didn't it, it re, not repainted um i'm not going to say anything because i don't know what i'm talking about 
Tim, it looks like you. They've got all kinds of apps, just baseline apps, where you can literally just open the app and say, um, paint me a picture of um, Barack Obama surfboarding with sharks, and it'll come up with a really rudimentary design. But that's, but that's just like an app. You know what I mean? Right. Now that's, that, that's an app that you or I can have. So, I mean, the technology has gone beyond that. And I think, like you said, it's like it's there. What the potential of it is, it's pretty big. But I don't think they know what they can do with it yet. Yeah. I don't think they know. Like, where well, does it fit? Yeah. What can we do with this? We can do it. But what can we do with it? My immediate thought is it really lowers your budgets. It can, yeah. You um, can make you well. Can, it it can help us a lot because um, one thing I'm using for I'm actually I'm, I'm using some of this AI is um, I use a lot of stock photos. I love going and being like instead of taking my own photos, I want to go to like uh, Adobe Stock or um, Shutterstock, Shutterstock, mm-hmm. and getting it. And um, I'm very bad with my words, so it takes me a long time to find anything. But if I can just go to an AI and be like, I need a photo of a red flower, and there needs to be uh, two people standing behind it and put a rainbow or something. Oh, look at that. I got it. Okay, boss, I got it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Like, uh, and he's like, it's not a real photo. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> um, and and I'm using it for things that I don't really care about, which I that's what I love. It's not replacing it's not replacing anything that's meaningful, but sometimes like I have a scene where I'm like, I need just filler paintings on the mm-hmm. wall and I don't want to have to go to like Getty Images um, or uh, and and pay a license fee uh-huh. just to use some some Da Vinci painting that you took a photo of, and I don't even care about it. I'd rather just have an AI just make whatever Fill you feel in. like today, yeah. and just it, it's almost like filler to me, uh-huh. um, which is great. And and that's still I think that's what you were saying where it's we don't know what to do with it yet. Like it hasn't found its perfect higher calling, but it definitely can fill in some of the fluff. Where like the busy work that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think they're gonna um, make a Star Wars movie with it. You know, I don't think all those guys that do all the animation for those kind of movies are are out of job or anything like that. <clears throat> but I think definitely like if you're on set and you're like, well, what is what is Christopher Walken gonna look like in front of this volcano? Mm-hmm. You could it could whip you up. At, oh, okay. And so we want it, but the you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Save time, save money, eliminate busy work. Right. Okay. At least that's the that's the blessing I've had with it so far. Okay. Hopefully it doesn't bite me. <laughs> <laughs> was, hey, sometimes you feel like you're living uh, you're living like a block away from Skynet before things go bad. <laughs> you're like that looks like a great company over there. They're having fun. <laughs> so you've had a big year. Yes. When did you start at Trinity? Um, I think. Uh, was it this year? It was it was last year I think last year, okay. uh, about I've worked there for maybe a maybe like a year and a half at this point. Did you get married a year and a half ago? I got too? married in 2020, uh, okay. September, um, and so shortly after I I was hired uh, at Trinity. It, 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 there, oh, it was I'm really close. Do, I'm trying to do COVID math in my head. You got married right after um, when was corn? You got married right in the middle of COVID. We were, yeah. COVID. It was okay. right in the middle, which is, which is really odd because uh, my wife and I, we love saying, like, ah, 2020 was our year, just so people give us weird looks. <laughs> like, wasn't that such a good year? They're like, you sure about that, boss? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, it, that, uh, that whole time frame uh, gets very blurry for me because it was, it was a very short period of, of getting married and then uh, applying to Trinity and that whole rigmarole. 
Uh-huh. Um, I, I think it was only like months apart. Oh, really? I, I think so. I, oh, wow. I'd have to check, but I, I think it was around that same time. Though, um, I was in talks with Trinity what, with what feels like almost like a month or two. So it, well, and networking for months. Yes, for sure. You know, which again is how you got the gig. Mm-hmm. All that and your, you know, your merits. Yes. You, know, you have the right, you have the work to prove it, the skill set. Um, what's, is there anything exciting for Archer that you can share publicly? Uh, Archer's in it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really with NDA. I'm, I'm only allowed to talk with wet hair, but they did just, I think they just aired season 13. Uh, I think they, they wrapped up the last episode maybe a couple weeks ago, uh, for their finale. And that was the first season I got to work on. And, uh, it, it was, it was a bizarre uh, feeling to watch it on TV, being like, "Hey, I made that," and they're blowing it up. <laughs> but um, I because uh, you're hands on every episode. Yeah, for the for the most part, yeah. Um, all, uh, every episode, I think we build sets for them, and so uh, I can't say anything about uh, anything going forward. But uh, season thirteen was an absolute blast to work on. It's it's also what I what I've really enjoyed is that I feel like. For a while, I plateaued as an artist. Like, I kept having to go around and ask, like, what more can I do? And Archer is nothing if not a, a massive challenge. Like, because I'm being held up to the standards of all these other industry pros. And especially working with my uh, colleagues at Trinity, like, the the years that they have working on that show and working on other projects, um, the level of professionalism is... Uh, it's really challenged me to get better and it challenged me in ways that I don't enjoy either uh much more technical aspects much more um like I've memorized all the the measurements of like oh yeah door frames are seven feet and chairs are are, are (laughs) two and a half feet long by like you Uh know getting all that stuff down where Uh I I never learned that in in, uh in in my other professions so I I love the challenge do you get to sh- do you get to see the show before it, air- it is released to the public? We don't we don't get to see full episodes, but they give us little tidbits of things. Okay, and, and uh, we get the they probably can't show you the full episode because you may leak it or right. Okay, um, or uh, I I think they're pretty close to the air date and when they're still working gotcha. on it. Like I think they're still working on boards and things, but uh, we get to see a lot behind the stu- uh, scenes stuff, which is, uh, w- makes our job really easy because it gives us context of what we're working on. It allows us to answer questions. If we have to fill in the blanks of like, how many chairs should be in this room? Oh, the script shows that there's five people. Okay. We can start adding in things. So it, it helps us out uh, tremendously when we're building sets for them. Okay. Interesting. What else about Trinity? Sorry, my mind's a blank right now. Uh, What's the mix of, you know, the um, animation for commercial side versus business to business? You know, the more architectural medical animations. What's the mix that they do over there? I would almost say, uh, like, if you're comparing Archer to the rest of it, maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, half and half. Even when I'm working on Archer, I'm working on uh, with other clients. Oh, really? Um, there's a lot of other clients that come in, and sometimes you jump off. Some so, some people are designated only for Archer, especially our project lead. Um, and then some people um, work more on client-to-client kind of stuff, and that's what they prefer. 
So, uh, but we, we've definitely, they, they have the wide range of uh, clientele for sure. From anything from medical, I think I've worked on guns. I've worked on, uh, I think there was like a car, uh, like car wash kind of commercial. Um, it's, it's all over the place. Uh, that's something that uh, has been, I, I really appreciate, is that they attract a wide variety of, uh, mm-hmm. of uh, projects. So it never quite gets boring. It's nice. not, not like the same thing every day. And I always, uh, Aiden sometimes gets a little annoyed by it. Come home like, I modeled, I modeled a Chrysler today. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I know. Like, that's cool. <laughs> and I was like, no, you don't get it. It was, it was neat. I loved it. <laughs> Come on. I don't get to do this. Uh, what are you currently watching at home? Watching, um, we just finished up Cobra Kai. Okay. I think that had its fifth season. Aiden uh, loves Cobra Kai. Did you so like much. the last season? <clears throat> I'm with you it's, then. It's getting a little Power Rangers. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Tim. Oops. Here, here's my thing, and this, this could be because I'm I'm being like a like jerky analytical about it. But I like Cobra Kai. I like the idea of kind of taking yeah uh, the other side and seeing what uh-huh. it is. But man, how short would the season be if anyone ever called the cops? <laughs> or, or like, there's you mean the school fight scene in season she, four? For real, like, there's so many things that happen, and I'm just like, how, like, Power Ranger issue? You said right? it is though. It's a good way to. And I haven't finished it. And I'm sorry, Tim's been on me. Like, you just give it a shot. I do, like I can't give it a shot. I, I don't. I want. I don't want to totally dog on it though, because I do really enjoy. I really. Um, I is it uh, Johnny Lawrence? Is that the kind? <laughs> Or is it Tommy, Johnny, or Tommy? Yeah, it's oh, it Johnny is. Lawrence. I'm I, laughing because of something. I, I really, something else. That, that character holds me in where I'm like, I like him so much that I'll kind of put up with the other things. He's so great. I, yeah, and I have to just put that part in my brain being like, <laughs> what if someone had a gun? You could just wrap this whole series up real quick because they, they did like manslaughter or something. Like they attack people in broad daylight and like they would break, like somebody put a lock on that dojo because do you know how many times people just walk in and just beat people up? I'm like, <laughs> dude. Why, why are they always there training so late? <laughs> There's it's like it's like when I talk to Michael about it, I'm like man you have to you have to suspend your disbelief on yeah. the show it's just, because yeah that one time that kid got thrown through the window when they attacked uh, Daniel's house and it's like man if my kid came home was like I got thrown through a window by Cobra Kai bro I would be suing everybody I mean yeah. I'm, I was like yeah the only parents that are ever it's like Charlie Brownland it's like there's like Daniel and his wife no parents. Anyway. The story just died. It doesn't have a story anymore. Oh, they've, they've got plenty of story, and it's no, already it's it's well, already it's all ridiculous. They have one or two villains still left over that have oh, yeah. some unresolved oh, yeah. business. You it's know, it's, it's, all, it's all ridiculous. That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> I was like this. I, yeah, it, it's really like these people should not have made it past. Uh, like they should all have like rap records now, and <laughs> and they they're all in prison. Yeah. Like I don't I don't see how they. And the, but the season will always end of everyone hugging. There's <laughs> cops wrapping everything up, and. And somehow they're like, it's going to be all right. And I'm like, no, you're all going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> like, this yeah. isn't all right. You you attacked an old man. <laughs> you're all going to jail. Um, there is a lot of elderly abuse in there. there well, yeah, I mean, a lot of the actors well, are. Well, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to get unbelievable where he's like, did he just karate chop a wall? The, the dude's 71 now. <laughs> all right, are you watching anything animated at home? Uh, we want dog on Cobra Kai. <laughs> 
I wanted to be on record that I do like Cobra Kai. I just, hey, I like it, too. It, it gets a little silly sometimes. Make 15 seasons. I just, <laughs> just, I'm it's out. It's going to get like Indiana Jones where he has the walker going away from the boulder. Like, oh, we got to do <laughs> Um, You know, I'm not watching anything uh, really right now. I'm really, uh, I'm into uh, audiobooks right now. Hmm. Um, I'm listening to Stephen Fry's Mythos series, which I really like. With my kind of work, even when I get home, uh, I have a, like a lot of projects I have to do where my eyes need my attention, but my ears are free. So I got into that kind of stuff. And um, yeah. have you have you heard of Stephen Fry at all? He's kind of like a British comedian. I have. Um, I this is like my fr- my friend got me into it where he's like, you want to learn about like anything like like where language comes from? Stephen Fry, he'll he'll teach stories, but then he'll teach you like how it shaped our culture. Really, it's it's so fascinating because like. He, the first, he's, I think it's going to be four books in total, but each one just goes, uh, of the series is kind of like Greek fables. You learn about Zeus, Hercules, Pericles, but what's really cool is that he gives context of how that kind of shaped our society. So like there's a God named Xenia and Xenia is the God of like hospitality and kinship of your own kin. So if you hate Xenia, you're Xenophobic or xenophobic, and you hate your own. You hate things that aren't your own kin. And he's like, and that's where we got that word. And I have to pause pause the audiobook, and I'm like, wait, this is making too much sense. <laughs> yeah, well, that's really cool. It's yeah, it's I, I love that kind of stuff. Kind of like explaining where we get certain terms. Language is language is something I'll never understand, but I'm very fascinated by it. Really? Yeah, it's. Just uh, learning of how, like, what is it? They say English is like three languages and a trench coat trying to pretend to be a language. <laughs> and I'm like, well, where'd that come from? <laughs> who conquered who to create what we're doing today? So you're more of an audio guy in the evenings? Kind of out of necessity. I, it's just it, I don't have a lot of time to watch stuff. Mm. Um, but I have a lot of time to listen to stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe I think it's just like a phase of my life when things start slowing down, I'll be able to, like, watch more. But, um, you listen in the car? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, do you listen to podcasts? Yes, I do. Um, I like uh, Good Mythical Morning, which I think that's more of a, that's a YouTube show, but it's kind of a podcast. Um, but I listen to a few things here and there. Mostly right now it's books. So. Cool. Cool. Um, what else do you want to say, man? What are you reading? What are you what are you on? <laughs> Let me ask you the questions. What what is your favorite show right now that's on? This isn't about me. <laughs> is there something you're watching that's good that I don't know about? Because I am lacking content right now. Are you really? Well Um something that's good. Oh, well I'm so like my go to is kind of re- arrested development. Okay. Yep, classic. But you've been there. Mm-hmm. Um I'm rewatching The King. The King. It's a movie. And the young gentleman who's the actor in it is really, really, really good. I can't. Timothy. Timothy Chalamet. Uh-uh. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. On Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. He was the guy from Dune, right? Yeah. That's okay. Right. I just started. Um, Where's my jet? The documentary about the Pepsi promotion. Pepsi ran a promotion where they. Yes, were... and they never did. Was it like they couldn't give it out? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, I'm not going to give it they away. They made a documentary about that. I'm not going to give it away. I mean, the dude, I mean, he wins, but I'm right. not going to give away the story, the plot. 
But yeah, I mean, Pepsi does a promotion where, you know, you collect Pepsi points and you can get a keychain, a leather mm-hmm. jacket, sunglasses. And if you get 700,000 points, you get a Harrier jet. But it had no disclaimer. Right. And as you know, if you don't disclaim that, all it takes is for one person to take it serious. Anyway, it's a How good... How do you park that in check your Check it out. It's on the... I don't know when it came out, but I saw it last night and started watching it. If I could get one, like mockumentary movie i always wanted like uh, a ridiculous uh probably get like seth rogan in or something like just a sketch of when pepsi owned like the third largest military like uh was it they owned the third largest military navy because pepsi during the cold war they uh would uh pepsi was really big in russia and so Russia, their, their money was worthless, and so they just started trading them, like, raw material, like steel, and eventually they traded them, like, naval boats or something. So Pepsi became, <laughs> somehow Pepsi got on the charts of having a massive naval base, and they're like, well, where's Coca-Cola right now? <laughs> well, the documentary is cool because they have the creative director who shot the commercial. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, and he's just like, it was just a disaster. He's like, it was a disaster. We are just making Because, stuff you know, up. from a creative side, he's like... It was a Harrier jet. You know, no one was supposed to take this ad seriously. You know, it's just, you know, you could, you could empathize and sympathize with them. But at the same time, you know that legally you have to disclose just things. Just send, send a letter that just says, it was a prank, bro. <laughs> well, they did three, uh, they did two other cuts of the commercial. And then tried to put those in rotation um, when the lawsuit anyway i don't want to give it away okay anyway i'm i'm, I'm actually really but no I'm, I, I'm all over the place i listen to a lot of podcasts i watch a lot of media um i listen to a lot of media i listen to a lot of podcasts um i'm still stuck on uh three taylor swift albums i can't <laughs> seem to get off of um it's weird because i go from like antoine to taylor swift back to antoine um i think he i think he's amazing and different genres though you know right um I'm all over, Nick. <laughs> you know, kind of like you. I need a little bit of screen break in the evening sometimes, mm-hmm. but I crave media. Oh, for sure. Trying yeah. to fill- and I and I like to watch news. I'm very much a news consumer. Very cool. Um, I consume a lot of news, local and national. Do you get that from app or do you get that like television? No, I like to get it direct, or very cool. however you want to say. I get it. I like to get it. You know. Because there's, even though I can get the same feed on my podcasts, you know, like for example, excuse me, you know, the same show that let's just say CNN or Fox is going to air, they're also going to air on their podcast, Mm -hmm. but it's just going to be that next day, you know, or whatever, um, versus like just watch it in real time. Um, I like live in other words. Right. That's awesome. It's one reason why I enjoy watching certain football programming one, it's fun, but mostly it's because it's live. Yeah, it makes you feel like you're part of an event. Live TV's fun. Because uh, I, I know it's being produced. <laughs> and I, I think it's interesting, you know, how long they sit on a shot. Yeah, how long they, you know, trying to guess how many cameras are there. Um, you know, watching the cameraman try to catch, find the ball. Right, you know, you're, you're, you're watching a raw production. Yeah, you uh, are of people. It's, it has not been overly produced at this point. It's not the highlight reel really. yet. It's it's just like you're seeing what real people are making on the spot. Well, and it's so much. I don't know this as a fact, but I've been around the industry enough that it's so much work. 
mm-hmm. you know, you know, to live produce something. I think it'd be so, so, so cool. Um, I've told several people that in the industry, that'd be one of my dreams is to live produce something. Um, I, however, I think it'd take a lot of practice first. Oh, for sure. It's, but, it's, it's risky. It's, it's so much skill is involved in yeah. trying to make that go without a hitch. <coughs> is your wife creative? Not particular. Well, she she's absolutely brilliant at um, designing. Um, she loves doing decor. Um, I didn't realize how bad I was of like just of setting up my room until my wife was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> here's how we could here's how we could paint the walls. Here's how we could do everything. She has a she has a really good eye for uh, like um, interior design. She's really good at it. She just. Um, I think I, I got my camera, took like a hundred photos, but she, she just designed her house for Christmas and she, she had it set up from the very beginning to the, to the last little detail of like how the tree should look exactly like we're going to put bells here. This is where we're going to have, and this corner of the wall is going to make a certain type of aura that we're going to like, like it's going to be a mood in this room, but we're going to have an opposite mood in this room. It's, it's like, so it's no wonder how you two met. You guys get along. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. You guys really complement each other, I bet. Yeah, and and we have a lot of like similar interests where we, uh, uh, she's she's very good at, uh, she loves gaming as much as 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 I do, and we she got me into Cobra Kai. That's like her favorite show. Oh, really? Um, yeah, she she loves watching that kind of stuff. I think we've watched. Whatever, like Stranger Stranger Things, Cobra mm-hmm. Kai, I, I forget the the lineup, but there's like a top tier of like this is the Netflix produced stuff that mm-hmm. um, she really uh, loves, and that's something that we always look forward to. I'm like, all right, I won't watch it until you get home, and then we'll watch it together. What games do you play? Uh, she really enjoys. She loves the new uh, Zelda game on the. She has the Nintendo Switch, the little handheld mm-hmm. one, and uh, she has the Breath of the Wild. I, th- I I think it is, and she must have. I think she's. I'm embarrassed because she's put more hours in it than I have, and I was like, "I'm the I'm the guy that plays the video games. Why did you?" And I, I look at her like stats. I'm like, "She hundred percented the game. How did she do?" That? Oh wow, <laughs> she's 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 great at, at at completing that kind of stuff. But um, I think right now she's playing one of the Mario games, um, and that's something we we always try every every night. We try to take a little bit of time. Uh, before we get caught up in our endless list of chores of just like like play some games or watch a movie together or something, and uh, gaming is something that is really fun because it takes both of us to try to figure out the puzzles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I'm I'm Wikipediaing it right now. It says you need to go left. You got just just do it. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, she's really good at all that stuff. Nice. So, well, Nick, this has been uh, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you, you know, for I've having known me. Known you forever and. It's just, um, I'm super happy for you. I'm super proud of you. I feel Thank like you. I've, <laughs> I feel like I, I want to feel like I've had a part of it at least, you know? And, yeah, no, it, um, it's, it's crazy to kind of come around full circle of, of, uh, not having to leave this, but still work with everyone and kind of grow in this field. I can just say, I hope you stay in Kansas city. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you stay in this city, um, because the city needs artists like you. And no matter what you do, I know you're going to do something awesome, buddy. If it's not Archer, you're going to be doing something amazing after Archer. I just know it, and I can't wait to see what it is. So congratulations. Let me shake your hand, and let's get you out of here. Thank you. This has been a great time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Little Agency That Roars podcast. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on FasoniPartners.com under podcast. Be sure to subscribe, be sure to like, and leave a review. 
If you want to submit an interview or submit yourself for an interview, please email roar at fasonipartners.com. That's R-O-A-R at fasonipartners.com. Thanks. Thanks.